1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of another big weekend in Scottish football Michael Beale says Rangers are competing against the odds To match Celtic's spending as he's hit with even more injuries Ange Postacoglu believes there's even more to come From player of the month Rayo Hatati And Chris Dillon is the new manager of Partick Thistle I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans Michael Beale got his team wrong at Hamden last Sunday Michael Beale Got his subs wrong At Hamden Last Sunday But Michael Beale Got it spot on When he said that Glasgow Doesn't like the word patience And come three o'clock tomorrow At Ibrooks When Rangers are playing Kilmarnock Who are Dire Then Rangers had better Look the part Because There's going to be A jury Sitting there At Ibrooks tomorrow And Michael Beale Is the man In the box I mean Kenny I know you had that Couple of months away From, from our madness But surely there, You can't be More of a, a return to form On a week like this Because it's Friday And what happened On Sunday Is still really Driving everything And driving all the discussion This week That's what happens After losing a cup final uh, Against your biggest rivals And then Talks of gaps And Struggling to compete And all the injury issues That are arising at Ibrox Which for me There has to be questions Asked about What exactly is going on In that treatment room at Ibrox Or Murray Park Or The, the training centre But okay, it's, hey. okay, Whatever you want to call it Hugh But it's uh, No you can, you can understand The aftermath of a, of a cup final defeat uh, It puts a lot of pressure Everybody knows this On Rangers to go and do the Scottish Cup But my attention actually Turns away from Ibrox Tomorrow Good luck. And looking at Aberdeen mm. Dundee United Football throws up Incredible stories And Jim Bookman's Barely out the door At Pataudry And he's now facing His old team Up at, Ta- up at Tanadice Absolutely It's going to be A good weekend Across the board Hugh yep. we, we make no apology We understand The way it works Glasgow in the West There was one show In town last weekend It, it spilled over And it continues uh, On to this weekend But as Kenny says Look beyond that You've got Stuart Kettlewell Going back to the Highlands As well In a relegation Six pointer uh, and that Jim Goodwin story is remarkable The last time Stuart Kettlewell was at that particular ground in Dingwall He was taking his belongings and putting them into a black bin liner And taking them out And now he's going back to face his old club And I think he's going back with a real bounce about Motherwell Because he's had three games, he hasn't lost any He's won two and drawn one His start has been wonderful But Jim Goodwin Last seen scaling the advertising hoarding at Easter Road And now, six weeks later The former Aberdeen manager takes on Aberdeen First game as Dundee United manager But he really needs a result I think tomorrow Because if it went the other way And Barry Robson's the one doing the audition For the Aberdeen job, remember Mm. Then... It wouldn't be the brightest of starts Yes, so much to look forward to This weekend in Scottish football So why not get in touch 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need Rangers fans You've been very, very lively On these phone lines all week So what are you thinking tonight? If you're talking about on the pitch Tomorrow then What does that look like? Does anyone pay the price for last weekend? Is this where you start to see A freshness? Is this where you start to see evidence That things are Going to move forward and progress Was last week the final straw for you uh, For any of those players 
uh, Or do you have other thoughts on that It seems like every time Michael Beale speaks There's a lot to take away from it In today's newspapers It's all about competing against the odds And essentially um, having to, to struggle To keep up with Celtic spending And therefore it might not be simple to win the league Or it might not be as achievable as, as you would have hoped What do you make of those comments? What about these injuries? No Tom Lawrence again this season. Kamar Roof yet again. Treatment table off to see a specialist uh, about a recurring calf problem. John Souter is meant to be back soon. I think he's, he's available for this weekend. Still waiting on Ridvan Yilmaz. It's been a similar story uh, all season. So what do you make of it? Spending, gaps, progression, revamps, injuries. Uh, these are the types of words that are being mentioned. Um, everything always seems rosy. You know, when one half is... Toiling the other half will feel rosy Celtic fans That will be the scenario for you Rio Hatati is the player of the month Ange Postacoglu feels there is even more to come from him Is that the way you see it? Is he is he fast becoming the most important player in the Celtic team? Or is, is he there or thereabouts? Uh, get in touch with your thoughts on him Or anything else you're thinking of course Back to the scene of the only league defeat this season In Paisley on Sunday So get in touch 01419511025 well, uh, I think Michael Beale has said too much, to be honest. And, uh, you know, as a journalist, we love managers that uh, talk their heads off, make good headlines. But I don't think the Rangers fans want to read headlines saying we are up against the odds here. And I don't think they want to hear Michael Beale talking about injuries or anything else. They, they, they want a reaction and they want it fast. Uh, so I think there's an element of self-protection about it from Michael Beale. Now, he's not even at 20 games as Rangers manager, so it's early for self-protection. But the impression I took away from what he was saying to the papers today is, you can point the finger at me, but I want you to know that we don't have the money that Celtic have, and I want you to know that the teams who have most money normally finish first. Rangers fans don't want to hear that. What's on your mind Rangers fans Come on then 01419511025 Give us a call nice and early Get those calls in And let us know what is on your mind Before we get delving straight into the, the specifics And we, we will do that Kenny on, on whatever it was Finances and gaps and all the rest of it It does feel like And people can disagree Usually as the week progresses after a defeat The dust starts to settle The emotion comes out of it and you, you start feeling even a bit more optimistic 10% or whatever It feels like that just hasn't happened this week It feels like Every time that Michael Beale speaks Or John Lundstrom speaks Or somebody speaks The Rangers fans are finding more and more reason to get annoyed Rather than that usual sort of You know, calming down as the week goes on And I think it's because, like Hugh says there They're maybe not entirely liking what they're hearing coming out of Ibrox Whether it be manager or player uh, and they're taking umbrage to the comments that are, are made. I mean, definitely, again, once we do dig in here about gaps and, and competing, it's, it's, it's no good sound bites for, for Rangers fans. What they want to hear is real positivity. What they want to hear is how the club's moving forward, which Michael did try and allude to a little bit. There's only so much you can say about what's going to be happening in the summer. But another thing that goes against it is, is the gap in the league. The nine points, you've not got a league title that you can be really focused on because it's effectively done. So there's a lot of things that the Rangers fans are unhappy about And you know, I can, you can uh, accept the fact that they're still hurting They're still uh, angry about how things went last Sunday 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB Those are the details So please do get in touch uh, If you are 
Rangers fan with something on your mind what, what is the reaction tomorrow then what does that look like do certain players pay the price do you think will you see a big change to the team given that disappointment at Hamden on Sunday and then that bigger picture the, those comments from Michael Beale um, about the financial gap and how it's difficult for the, the team that doesn't have the biggest budget uh, to win the league essentially let's kick things off with Alan who's a Rangers fan from Cote Bridge what's on your mind tonight Alan? Uh, hi there panel Just uh, first time call So sort of be gentle with me oh, not a, You only uh, be gentle with us I suspect Alan It's been a busy old week for you What, what, what in particular are you on about tonight? Uh, to be honest Just a few points to, uh, Starting off I think I've been listening to the The calls all week And there's a lot of A lot, a lot of Rangers fans I think are getting a wee bit carried away And I think there's a lot of Celtic fans Getting a wee bit carried away About saying that we are Miles behind them and stuff I mean if you actually look at the the course of the game. I mean, it was only it was only actually two one. You know, people are thinking as if we get we get mauled five nil. Um, I didn't. Obviously, it wasn't the best game of football either. But I wouldn't have said Celtic were all over us and and things like that as well. But I just wanted to sort of put my opinion out there that I don't think we're actually that far behind. Granted, we do need some um, uh, quality injected into the side. But when I actually saw the bench on Saturday for Sunday. When I, when I saw the bench I thought it's not actually too bad When you look at We've got Raskin on the bench Cantwell, Colac We've got all these players To actually come on And make a difference So it's not It's not as if we're that Far behind Just wanted to know What the panel thought of that well, It's been a big debate About what is it, what size of gap it is Hugh yeah. So Give us your opinion uh, You know When uh, Alan says It's not as if Rangers get mauled They lost the final It feels like a mauling It doesn't matter What the score was 2-1 Or If they'd lost 3 or 4-0 It comes to the same thing Celtic won the cup When Celtic beat Rangers In the League Cup In the final Prior to last Sunday's It was all about Christopher Julian And The goal Was it offside or not This time It's about The direction In which both clubs Are taking There's a big picture here Everything about Celtic At the moment Is positive some things about Rangers Not all But some things about Rangers Are negative It's about Celtic's quick And successful Turnover of players It's about Rangers And Too many players Still Wearing the jerseys It's a form of stagnation These are the things That are concerning The, the Rangers supporters uh, And they, they They don't Want To hear the manager Talking about We're fighting against the odds And it's about money You know Rangers have one team to beat in the country And it's Celtic uh, And you know The Rangers fans want to hear more Of a positive nature About doing that against Celtic They want to hear about Fighting against the odds um, I mean Alan the, the debate about the gap Just sort of rumbles on And we can argue about it on, on Sunday But in terms of you know what happens now Whatever size that gap is How do Rangers start to bridge it Because that has to be the, the priority So what, what's next? Uh, one of the things is as well um, Obviously we need to get some quality in the squad But one of the things that's predominantly really bothering me I'm always a Rangers fan But Alfredo Morelos I do not know why that guy's playing in the team I understand he's scoring some goals But he's in the last series contract Why should we be playing a player Who's quite obviously For what I've heard as well He's looking for 45 grand That's the rumours I'm hearing To actually have him signing a new contract Which is no way Nobody's going to give him that If he goes down south anywhere Nobody's going to pay him 45 grand um, 
So I don't understand why he's playing. He's not committed to playing for Rangers in the future, obviously since he's not signing a contract. Kolak was on fire at the start of the season. He was he was on fire, scoring all these goals, and all of a sudden Kolak gets injured. But he always steps in. I mean, his fitness and everything for, for day one. He's a, actually his attitude for day one as well. And to be honest, I actually blame Stephen Gerrard for letting uh, Morelos get away with it. I mean, you've seen all these times he was getting red carded. There was nobody else to replace him. He would be on the bench. He would be out of the game for three three games, straight back in the team, playing a couple of good games, red carded again. It was it was he was never allowed to. He should never have been allowed to get away with it. Any other manager would have binned him, sold him, transferred him. Give him a kick out the backside, something. But obviously now his attitude has improved slightly. But it comes back every pre-season. He's massively overweight. I mean, he's, it's not even mildly overweight. He's massively overweight. The conditioning of it is just a total lack of profession. To, to be perfectly honest with you, I think for that guy. Obviously, we do need more players as well. But I think the captain says well. Um, the way Rangers are getting led on the pitch, I think it's absolutely disgraceful. James Tavernier, people say that all week he comes out, oh, I apologise, oh, it's not good enough. He should be leading by example. The amount of times that Tavernier doesn't actually do media work either, and I know everybody bangs on about his goals, but he's scoring penalties. I don't understand why we're, why a right back is taking all the penalties. Other teams should be it should be strikers that should be taking their penalties. Well, it surely doesn't matter as long as you as you stick them away. Alan, just to, sorry to interrupt, but I do feel like you covered a lot of good ground. There are a lot of ground that needs. Um, certainly discussed So let, let's try and pick up on some of it What was interesting about Morelos uh-huh. Hugh According to Michael Beale today Yesterday Him and Ryan Kent have not been offered new contracts He yeah. said not one player that's out of contract Has had a deal offered to them Yeah. So You know Alan And I don't hold this against Alan Because there might have been an assumption out there That you know, Morelos is not committed or he's, he's you know he's refusing to sign a new deal or whatever, but Michael Beale has said, and we, we have to take him at face value, that he's not been offered one and neither has Ryan Kent nor Brian Jack, Scott Arfield, etc. Alan has got one thing spot on. Rangers have indulged mm. Alfredo Morelos and the, the, uh, in so doing, they've watched a once terrific talent decline. Uh, even back to Stephen Gerrard's day, he let him go back to Colombia for compassionate reasons. He then comes back late and Stephen Gerrard mm. refuses to pick him for the cup tie against Hearts, which Rangers promptly lose and it almost finished Stephen Gerrard at Ibrox. Uh, I don't think he's worth uh, an improved contract. Um, I have a rough idea what he gets per week at Ibrox just now and there's no way that Rangers can increase that money. Uh, but the idea of why did they play him? Well, you know, he did score mm. the goal uh, and it was, I think, he, so, he wouldn't have been Rangers' main worry no, on no, Sunday, no, no, was he? No, far but, from it. And I think one of Michael Beale's mistakes was taking Morelos off after he had scored that goal, and he was clearly pumped up for the remainder of the game, and then found himself sitting mm. in the subs bench. So you know, I think he got that one wrong. Yeah, I was going to say to Kenny, it's interesting because again, you take Michael Beale at face value. You said not one player that's out of contract's been offered a deal. Um, Maybe there's a very simple explanation for this But I did just think back to that AGM 9th of December Remember Douglas Park said that the board tried to negotiate And sometimes if the terms are unattainable You have to accept that you've done your best This might just be me I don't know I'm, I'm a layman if you like That sounded to me like a, you know, a contract yeah. offer had been made And they hadn't reached an agreement 
Am I missing something or Even at the start of the season though Gordon There was chat that there was talks Ongoing with both players So, so can you get talks then Without an uh, offer I suppose Well potentially Because yeah. they might have not been Looking like it was going to go on Anywhere It might have been looking They way too far apart uh, For me I don't think either I've earned An improved contract Do you want to jump into it Another three year contract With either one of these players Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos When they're actually performing At the levels Yes there's been improvement From the start of the season But to go back to what Alan was saying there There's a choice that you make As a professional That the things you can control Your physical condition How you operate every, On a daily basis You're in full control of that And Alfredo is For me He's, he's let himself down this season With that uh, It's been well documented I have said a fully fit and firing Alfredo Morelos is a real asset for Glasgow Rangers uh, as a player to sell on and also as a, as a as a player on that pitch. What we've seen this season, mm. that said, there has been improvement since Michael came in, but you've not seen Alfredo at the top of his game. Probably Again, for, a, for a few seasons, to be honest with you. Again, Alan gets it right when he talks about uh, his disciplinary record. You know, keep going back to that game against Tibbs earlier in the season where Rangers are down to nine men. Um, one red card you could argue over yeah. The other red card for Morelos Is just stupidity And he cost his team down to nine men And eventually mm. they lose a belated equaliser And there goes another two league points What about the future though? I mean the Morelos history lessons All well and good um, Alan But Michael Beale was speaking Talking about um, You know if you look at any league in the world The team that spends the most is first So we have to compete against the odds Because we're not going to spend the most money um, you know, a little bit of patience is required. Um, you know that that sort of thing. How do you feel about those comments? Well, obviously, we've not got a big, massive pot of money to actually just buy players and things like that. But there are. I mean, look at Celtic going into the Japanese market. There's all these players that nobody knows about. Nobody had really heard of Raskin that much either. He looks to be a fantastic player. There are there are players there who are, are available, but. I think recently with these loans, I mean, James Sands, I mean, no being bad, but that boy was horrific. I do not know why that boy was ever signed to play in a Glasgow Rangers shirt. It was atrocious. But I think there's there's top players playing in Scotland. I mean, look, look at, we, we missed out on Lewis Ferguson. He could, he was, I was a big fan of his. I don't know why we didn't sign him either. I'm always saying this to my mates. There are good players in Scotland, but Rangers really don't seem to be taking a punt on him. Granted, we've got Scott Wright, but he's, He's a trier, but he's not really that good. I'm a big fan of John Suter. I think having John Suter fit is going to be good, but I don't know why we didn't take a punt on Shankland as well. I mean, he came back. He's 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 playing fantastic. That's the type of player that we should have. They know Scottish football inside out. They know how to play in the league. People come up here and they think Scottish football is a breeze, and they're just going to canter it, and it's going to be, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just sink into this league. It's dead easy. It's a Mickey Mouse league. But you've seen the amount of players who have come up here and struggled. Um Obviously we can't go out and, and buy loads of players But there, there obviously is players out there Nobody told them Morelos before he signed here either So yeah. I think it's just doing some good recruitment And lately our recruitment's been very poor um, loan, loan signings for me, uh, that's that's a, no, that's a no-go I don't see why we're, we're recruiting loan players um, Some of them have been absolutely hopeless, to be honest They've, they've been rotten You're loaning players out there Potentially going back to our parent club is, is, is Michael Beale knows He needs to build a team Yeah he has said though Hasn't he That he's not necessarily keen on On loans Hugh I mean Those oh. comments just seem to have Got a lot of attention You know I, I've got quite a complex job here at Rangers I'm going to need to change a squad With, with not a huge finance oh. um, Do Celtic ha- Do Celtic have More money A bigger budget Yeah I, I guess probably Is it Is it en- Enough to sort of 
I mean, for instance, we, we have this discussion about the Champions League, don't we? Yeah. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst got battered on this show by pointing out that Rangers can't compete financially in the Champions League. Fans probably don't want to hear it about the, the Scottish Premiership, do they? No, and uh, Rangers keep falling for ideas like Ahmed Diallo and Aaron Ramsey. Both did not work out. Uh, and Michael Buell, I'm sorry, but not to start with Raskin and Cantwell was clearly a mistake was belatedly shown to be a mistake and my guess is that they'll be the first two names written down on the team sheet tomorrow uh, but that's been wise in with re- regard to what happened last mm. Sunday that you've been wise in retrospect Thank you very much to Alan 01419511025 Good time to call because if you do right now we'll try and get you on next You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here. Kenny Miller alongside him. And it's 0141-951-1025. Or you can tweet your thoughts at Clyde SSB. Just before the break, we had some lengthy discussion with Alan and Coke Bridge. Covered a, a number of topics. Didn't quite get your take on it, Kenny. The, the bit that's got everyone... Going at each other on social media today does seem to be this stuff about, you know, Rangers being against the odds because, you know, they, they can't spend the most. And it's always the team that spends the most that wins the, the league and, and that sort of thing. How do you receive those comments? I'm not, I'm not big on it. I don't like the term the gap either. I, I lived it for a few seasons when we were, we were miles uh, behind Celtic. Uh, I don't like it. Celtic are better at the moment They're further down their, their journey with Ange uh, They're playing better as a team they're, they're winning leagues They're winning trophies Everything's rosy Across uh, Celtic Park The team In terms of the finances You're talking It's it's not that big I mean you're not telling me That the team who spends the most Has won the league Every single year in Scotland Maybe in England might That might be it applicable I'm not necessarily sure up here it is as applicable up here because Rangers have spent less and won the league Celtic have spent maybe less back in the mm. day and still won the league I don't think uh, I don't like it it does seem uh, you're trying to find some excuse mm-hmm. again Hugh talked about protection the bottom line is Rangers have got to improve they can only deal with what's in front of them they can only deal with what's in their house they need to they need to improve their performances their, incru- their, their recruitment must improve in the summer because when you're talking about you've not got a lot of finances or it's hard to compete with the finances of Celtic have got you can't be spending 7, 8 million pounds on one or two players that are no starter and making a difference in your first team that's something that Ange has nailed in the time when he's spent the money he's needed to spend so whether it be Jota whether it be Carter Vickers whether it be Abada or a uh, Kyogos, these types of guys, they have made difference to Celtic starting lineup. And at the moment, for the seven signings that were made at Rangers, there's actually a case that there's no many have actually improved their starting lineup. Our cup final if loss, any. our cup final loss, Kenny, can't be followed by defeatist talk. And what Michael Beale has said today sounds, in part, like he's protecting his own back, but also sounds like he's putting out a defeatist attitude the Rangers fans don't want to hear about the gap between Celtic's money and Rangers money Uh, they believe that they should be a greater challenge to Celtic than they are Um, yeah I mean because look uh, in general that that is true I mean the teams that spend the most win the most and that's why Hibs, St Mirren, Aberdeen Motherwell Hearts will not win the Scottish Premiership but is, is the gap in spending between Celtic and Rangers that big that, that you can use it I suppose that's maybe where people are, are disagreeing isn't well it? you know you, fundamentally 
Celtic have to beat Rangers in order to win the league. And Rangers have to beat mm-hmm. Celtic in order to win the league. And Michael Beale has had two games against Celtic in which Celtic have not played well. And on both occasions, they've come away from Ibrox with a draw, which was massive in terms of a, a psychological boost for the league title. And they've won the cup at Hampden. So Michael Beale has to focus on what he can do uh, to make that better. But I just think that today was a combination of protecting his own back and saying, look, point the finger at me if you want, but you should know what I am dealing with, the difficulties I am dealing with. That's not quite mm. what the Rangers fans want to hear. Because I know what, everything is a comparison here, right? That That's the way the city operates. But may, maybe why I think... My my analysis of it Why some of the Rangers fans Are not quite swallowing it Today Kenny On social media Is because Even if you Forget about Celtic And forget about the gap Are you getting value For your money Whatever that amount of money is Have you spent your money wisely Because once you have And you're saying Well we've, we've done All we can do You know We are getting maximum Return For our investment But we don't have as much money As them And therefore You know It's very difficult but if you're not spending your money wisely anyway, then it's it's harder to make that point, isn't it? Because that's your mistakes, Gordon. And listen, we were talking about this at the start of this season when performances weren't great under Geo, when you never seen young Maz, Matondo, uh, Suter, Davies. There's four out of seven signings. You had Tillman who was in and was out. You had Cholak and, and Lawrence kind of started off pretty well. Cholak was on fire at the start of the season. But having two guys out of five And there was some decent money Spent on these players So absolutely You now need to maximise The the, the money that you're spending And what needs to improve is And Michael's alluded to this In the last few weeks In his press conferences Is there needs to be change There needs to be a The squad needs refreshed It needs to be trimmed So to do that When you've got money to spend In the summer Whatever that money may be you now need to make sure you're going to get guys that are going to improve your starting lineup because that's what this team needs. There's been a lot of talk about this team's run its course. I don't necessarily agree with that statement. I think they, they need help. And in the summer, the recruitment is going to be absolutely massive because this is Michael's real, first real transfer window. Yes, he's added. He's already started with the, with the additions of Raskin and Cantwell. They're his signings, they're his players. Again, he probably needs another three, mm. four, maybe even five in the summer. Uh, let's bring in Dominic Who's a Rangers fan Get his take on it um, Point to the guys tonight Gordon I've seen, I've seen to the producer Listening to Michael Beale's press conference um, He's saying that Obviously To me he's conceding defeat Basically We all know the Celtic Have got a bigger budget Than ourselves But it surely can't be that By that much But I think that, that him, he's basically conceding that Celtic are, are going to win the treble to me, basically. And I don't think that's the way that it should be go- putting out in the media. Because if he's going to, obviously, he's still going to be in the summer. And it's a ma- massive rebuilding job. If it's credit to the Conklin when he came in, a shambles, don't tell who's turned it around. But is he really why, why he'd be going to be there next season? If, he can't turn it around if he's not if he's not going to get it right in the summer because the Celtic are only about three, three or four trophies away from overtaking us. So I can't you see how's he going to want to be the man that basically is a failure. I'm sure, here, I'm sure Michael Wheel didn't intend it to you know concede the treble or anything like that, but no. um, it's, it's not been it's, well. Dominic's not received it well anyway. Well, you see, Dominic underlines my point. It sounds like defeatist talk. To the Rangers supporters Who don't want to hear that After they've just lost A cup final to Celtic 
And it sounds like the manager's looking after himself first and foremost. Uh, so sometimes he says too much. And John Lundstrom talking about the gap's not that big between us. Leave that. Fashion Sakala did all that before the game and look where it got him. Uh, Rangers really have to start concentrating on what happens on the park. Beginning with Kilmarnock tomorrow, they need to have an emphatic win over a team who could very well go down and who have not won a league game away from home all season long. Uh, Rangers have to stop talking and now start doing. I mean, Kenny, I get that this is maybe not a like-for-like like comparison, but, but surely, relatively speaking, if it, you know, if, it, if it was that simple, St Mirren have no right to be near Hibs and Aberdeen. Because Hibs and Aberdeen have probably right, been very rough. Well, they have double St Mirren's budget. Now Potentially, yeah. So I'm pretty sure Celtic want to double Rangers' budget, is the point I'm trying to make. I, I just don't, I don't get, whether it's a million, two million, three million, four million that Celtic spend more. It helps, that, clearly. That, of course it does, because if it's, again, if you're up at kind of four and five million, you could be looking at two or three really, really good players for that amount of money in your starting team. I get it. I don't think it will be as much as that, but I've, I've not got the accounts in front of me. I don't know what the wage bills are. But I don't think it's going to have been that big. And I'm going to keep going back to it. Previous years, we've not been talking about budgets and things. We're talking about who's winning games of football, who's performing, who's picking the trophies up. These budgets, I understand, the more money you've got, the better kind of players you can sign. But the reality is, if it's a couple of million here or there, it's not making that much of a difference. And there has been teams in the past that would have just not even thinking about that. They're going to beat mm. their, their opponents that are in front of them and they deal with it. And unfortunately, at Glasgow Rangers, Celtic as well, that's all that matters. You beat the opponents nine weeks out of ten, it's as simple as that. And going into this cup final, Rangers have been doing that. Mm. That's why we expect, and both teams had, so that's why we expected such a, a, a real spectacle for Scottish football. I agree with you as well. I don't even think Celtic showed the best version of their self on the day uh, and, and Rangers still fell short uh, Dominic what do you make of these injuries Tom Lawrence he won't be seen again this season another setback for Kamal Roof is this all bad luck because when Bill came in obviously we've had quite, quite a few injuries but for me if, if well if that's obviously Bruce probably going to be out for a long time again the same with Lawrence for me we might as well just get shot in the summer because it's just same old what's the point in having players that just keep getting injured Roof's a great player he came off the bench or he start but you can't keep Kenny will know that you can't keep having players that are just constantly just getting injured and it's, it's they're no they're only contributing so many times first and foremost this is these things are it's a shame for the players involved you know obviously um, and they're bound to be an element of bad luck involved Kenny can, can this this number this or the length, or the the fact that it's like new signings and you're you're barely seeing them. What, what's your reading of that? Is it like I say? Is that is that just bad luck? Is that something you just need to take on the chin? Listen, there will be an element to that. I, I'm asking more questions. I think I, the, the the people see when you get injured, injuries are put part and parcel of football, and there's not a club about that goes through a season with no injuries. The concern for me would be is the injuries and then the reoccurring injury. And the players taken. I mean, we heard that, that Lawrence was going to be potentially back, maybe just after the World Cup break. And now you're thinking that's him out for the season. So there's something that's, that's happened along the line that's probably not been right. Ryan Jack had similar issues. Ryan Jack was injured for a long, long time. I think his was a calf problem as well. Maybe similar to Roof. That it took forever for them to come back. So the questions have got to be asked about the medical team and what's actually going on in the in the training room. Why these players are whether they're coming back too early, whether they're not getting the correct rehab because. 
when you've got injuries, injuries part and parcel, like I've says, but to have the injury come mm. back and then fall down again and be out for even more months is uh, that's where it would, the, the concern would be for me. Because it, it might be none of that. It might just be rank rotten luck. But yeah. you can understand why Rangers fans are saying, "Hold on a minute, what is going on here?" Well, I. I do take your point though That first of all Your sympathy should uh, Go to the players Like Roof Who just seems to Get injured all the time uh, Tom Lawrence Who started well And now obviously A serious injury Followed by a setback um, Again It's there It's undeniable But There's more going on Than the injury list to worry yeah. the Rangers fans uh, Okay Ange Postacoglu Is full of praise For the new player of the month Rio Hitati He thinks there's even more To come from him uh, What do you think Celtic fans How impressed have you been Do you think there is Is there another step Is there another level Is he becoming Your most important player At the moment Give us all your praise All your thoughts And we'll hear from you As well as your manager After these 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 0141-951-1025 Celtic fans, what do you make of what you are about to hear from your manager? Certainly a man who you're full of praise of for at the moment um, Him and a lot of his players if the last week is anything uh, to go by uh, Rio Hitati is the player of the month And the manager's convinced He's got even more levels to scale uh, He says the determination to improve Is taking him a long way He is very determined To, to be the best footballer he can be He's not on his own though Like I think this whole group you know, Has you know, those characteristics And I think that helps somebody like Rio Because Rio, sorry, because he's coming to An environment that suits that mindset You know, sometimes you know, you, you can you can have that mindset, but going to an environment that you know, doesn't allow that to nourish. But here, you know, he's walked into an environment where you know he's got like-minded people around him who also want to be the best they can be. Who are very ambitious. The group collectively is ambitious. The coaching staff's ambitious, and and so I think for guys like Rao, then you know, they can thrive within that. And you know, it's fair to say, since he came in last year in, in January, you know, he made an impact straight away, but. Um, there was no doubt that that first six months was going to be tough for him coming off a, a J League season. But you know, this year, after um, a good preseason for him, he's he's been really strong all year, and he's 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 obviously found another level. I think since probably the World Cup break, and um, you know, my belief there's another couple of levels in him at least. And uh, you know, knowing Rayo, um, you know his mindset, he'll, he'll definitely get there. A deserved award this month, you? Oh, without doubt. Wonderful player, easy in the eye, terrific goal scorer. Ange Postacoglu spoke about the impact he made. He was a legend by half time in his first game against Rangers because he'd scored twice. Uh, so he, he's just a wonderful player. When the time comes to look back on Ange Postacoglu's spell as Celtic manager, his knowledge of the J League will be uppermost because. Kyogo, wonderful goal scorer. Who wins two cup finals back to back in successive seasons and scores two in each final? Kyogo. Um, Dyson Maida has grown and grown. Um, and there's more to come. You know, Kobayashi, we're still to see what he is capable of in defence. Iwata came on, didn't he, in the, yeah. the final? And that, 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 that's another thing about Ange Postacoglu the trust that he showed in his players mm-hmm. to bring on uh, Iwata. Uh, to take off uh, Kyogo and bring on O um, Ange Postacoglu clearly trusts in all of them 
What are you making of Hitati at the moment, Kenny? He's played the year, probably. I mean, he'll definitely be up there in, in consideration for it. For me, I, again, I even said it before, I went down, he was building towards that. Mm-hmm. And Angie self says it, he's went probably to another level since the World Cup. So he's uh, playing alongside. What he's got is, I mean, Ange talks about the the environment that he's got to, to go on and learn. And he's got everybody's in there who is relentless in the pursuit of his success. Going into that midfield, playing alongside Callum McGregor is great. I think they really, really help each other well they, they bounce off each other well they're a good blend again you throw Moy and O'Reilly into that it's a really really strong Celtic midfield but they're a good team uh, he's having a wonderful season he does a bit of everything though Gordon he, he works his socks mm-hmm. off first and foremost it's the bare minimum but his quality on the ball is I mean I think particularly in the sec uh, in, the, in, in the game on Sunday he started to show that uh, he started to take control of the game is the, that the refreshing thing then because you know quite often now you hear about midfielders um, oh no, and you know they're good at sitting in front of that back they're four. a 6 they're but an 8 yeah. they're a 10 they're, they, he Tony does everything he does scores everything. he assists he works hard he tackles uh, and you know he's, he's invaluable mm. to Celtic in the moment he's another player who Celtic have had a lot over the last few years that they've, they've, they've recruited really well and moved on he could be another one that, that comes into that category in the summer or, or maybe next summer John's in Thornley Bank is it a player you think can keep getting even better John? Hi guys, uh, how you doing? Um, the last time I was on the show was when Celtic were six points behind. So what a difference, you know, what a season makes. But I think Ange has recognised he, he not only has to win as a Celtic manager, but he has to entertain as well. And certainly uh, Hatati epitomises that because I actually enjoy going to the game just to watch him on his own. He's just some player, his vision, his touch. You know, he never stops working hard. Um, he's an absolute joy to watch And that's the thing You know Easy in the eye Joy to watch As John puts it uh, You know Football I know it's a results driven business And I know that there's pressure And tension And all the rest of it But sometimes You want to be entertained And Celtic entertain In general Hatati entertains In particular uh, And He's worth the admission money for John I won't make you pick one main man John Because I'm sure it takes more than that But is he in that Is he in that category Is he the sort of In and amongst the first name in the team sheet Or whatever cliche you want to use to describe it Absolutely I don't think you can leave him out if he's fit Um, Obviously we've got great midfielders in there Even Riley I love watching him playing as well Um, Obviously Keogh will go up front But it just It's a joy to watch You know what I, mean, I remember when Kyogo was injured last year and uh, we got to the game and all of a sudden, I can't remember what game it was, a midweek game and he was back in the team again and myself and my son were like, Wayne's in a sweetie show, going to the game to go and see Kyogo playing again. Um, absolutely outstanding, Hitati especially. You know, he, over the last few weeks, he just his work rate, his touch, everything that I've mentioned before, it's actually brilliant to watch. Thank you very much, John and Thornley Bank. Let's squeeze one more in. Nick is in Airdrie. Um, I mean Nick I'm sure you Are an admirer Of Rio Hitati But you had Callum McGregor On your mind as well I believe Aye 100% 100% Yep Aye uh, Hitati Is something else But I've got to say One thing I would never have thought We would have got Another captain After Scott Brown uh, With McGregor Is Absolutely Phenomenal The boy Phenomenal, so he is. Uh, he he epitomises everything that Celtic uh, 
bring uh, what a player, what a player, definitely. First of all, to replace Brown, uh, you know, you talk about hard backs to follow. Scott Brown was phenomenal for Celtic, and uh, look at the the trophy haul during his time as player and then captain. Um, Alan McGregor, in a in an unassuming kind of way, because he's not. Scott Brown in terms of his theatricality he's never going to stand in front of a Rangers player with his arms extended uh, like Scott Brown did uh, like but, you do when you win beat the pundit well that's you know it depends on how good the cardigan is I've got on that <laughs> night um, but McGregor has been first and foremost a credit to himself because he took on the mantle of having to replace Brown and he has done it mm. impeccably Try and word this, Kenny. He's not underrated. He's not underappreciated, right? But th- there's there's still something about that kind of. Well, you know what he'll give you, so that's fine. Just leave him to it. And yes, Hatati's your player of the month. And how good is Ange's recruitment and Kyogo and, and all? And Alistair Johnson's replaced Juranovic. So you couldn't go as far as to say he's underappreciated because he's not. But do you know what I mean? There's still that. You just just leave him to it. Is is. Probably taken for granted a little bit because you're right. He's a seven and a half, eight out of ten every single week. He's got the capabilities to get up to a ten, you know. And I've said it umpteen times, and I'm sick, fed up saying it. He is the heartbeat of the team, you know. He's the one that carries on the standards. He's the one that's in Scott Brown's left and Kieran Tierney's left, and James Forrest now found himself out the team and no playing as regular. He's the one that's carrying and setting the standards every single day. I would imagine in training, and you see him when he's in that huddle and he's and he's and he's demanding at his players what's expected with the upcoming game. He's the one that sets out all the standards for them And again, he's the heartbeat of the team Because of Kyogo, because of Jota Because of Maeda, mm. because of the signing of Carter Vickers And all these players that have came in And, and, and lit it up and, and added to the way that Celtic are playing Like you say, mm-hmm. he just goes about his job every single week Does it, and he does it He does it to a very, Something, very high that, level That's combined though, isn't it With the, you know, that's the sort of psychological bit of it The attitude, but the ability You, just, you see that, you see the second goal might seem like a, a small part, but not. It controls the game. Yeah, not, on, it's not, what it does. Not, not all midfielders do that. Yeah. Do they take that gamble, yeah. try and burst past someone? And but that's what he has got. He's, he's got the burst to go past a player. He, can, he actually is willing to play that forward pass thread he's through the iron needle when he's got the ability to then go and execute it. He's just a top top player. We're lucky we've actually got him in, in a Scottish jersey as well because mm. he's a he's an outstanding player. He has been now for a number of years. He's probably one of these guys that. He doesn't get Like you say He's not not appreciated He's just someone Who maybe does go under the radar With the the, the higher profile players Whether you're colourful Theatrical As uh, Scott Brown was Or You're just Mr Steady Eddie Which uh, Callum McGregor is See that's doing him a disservice For me That's (laughs) doing him a disservice No no, I mean That he is Reliable He's the definition Of reliability Uh, But you also have to Lead by example and I go back to Pataudry when uh, Jim Goodwin decided to put Aberdeen out with no intention whatsoever of doing anything other than stonewalling it for a point against Celtic. And with minutes to go, it was Callum McGregor who came up with the answer. And that's what a captain does. Thank you very much to Nick. Have a good weekend. It's that time already. This will determine whether Hugh Keevans or Kenny Miller have a good weekend. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Might even have a bearing on my weekend as well, because I don't think we've had a single victory for the listeners this week. 
And we need one Quite frankly So come on down 0141 951 Call before 7 Save the week for the listeners Win a signed ball Embarrass Hugh Keevans Or Kenny Mill I mean honestly What a list of incentives But get your calls in before 7 And you could play Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 Play one super scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here Who else would you want to welcome in the weekend with? It's 01419511025 We've been debating, discussing, analysing Michael Beale's recent comments about financial gaps And competing against the odds and all the rest of it Lengthy injury list for Rangers Doesn't look to be getting much better Bad news on Kamal Roof and Tom Lawrence Better news on John Souter uh, And perhaps Ridvan Yilmaz a bit sooner as well, Celtic fans, Rio Hitati is a player of the month. Ange Postacoglu says there's more to come from him. What are you all thinking? 01419511025. And if you want to move on, well, look no further than Dundee United Aberdeen tomorrow. Jim Goodwin back in management against the team that he just left a few weeks ago, walking across the pitch at Easter Road. You all saw the pictures. What a game that'll be tomorrow. Huge relegation battle, Ross County, Motherwell. I think Hearts could certainly be doing with a win at home to St Johnston. And Livy Hibbs is a fascinating one in that battle for top six slash battle for Europe as well. You've even got Friday Night Football, Hamilton or Broth as well. So get in touch, 0141-951-1025 and we'll speak to you after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. No pressure Jordan and Airdrie But I've got high hopes for you Because we've not had a single victory for the listeners this week Are you up to the task? I'll do my best I'll do my best That's all you can do Jordan I don't <laughs> mind that at all Honestly I mean even Marvin Bartley's winning this week Gordon DL's winning this week The Duds The Duds are winning this week So goodness knows uh, What tonight has In store Hugh Keevans Are you feeling okay? You in good form? Yeah yep. You played last week out of you two? Yeah was it Emphatic it was Oh you were good last week Two weeks running seven. Seven, two. You got a seven That was yeah. outstanding last week I must admit mm. uh, Anyway right here's what we'll do then We'll Peaks cross and troughs. We'll Peaks toss and the troughs. coin If it is heads It will be Hugh Keevans And if it's tails It will be Kenny Miller Let's see what we've got tonight It's tails It's Kenny Up against Jordan and Airdrie So I'll give Kenny something else to listen to Probably a bit of Clyde too uh, and we'll get the clock ready, Jordan. 30 seconds, just answer as many as you can and pass yeah. if you don't know the answer, OK? Yeah, no problem. Right, let's get stuck in then. Your time starts now. Name any team from Rangers Champions League group this season. Liverpool. James McCarthy's been capped 43 times for which national team? Ireland. In what year were Hearts most recently relegated to the Championship? 2019. Are there more Austrian or Australian players in the Scottish top flight? Australian. Aidan McGeady joined Hibs from which English side? Sunderland Who are the Scotland men's team's next opponents? Cyprus In what year did Dundee United last win the Scottish Cup? 2011 Don't know Kenny, can you hear us? Sure can Producer Chris has been stung by criticism from Gordon DL this week I think He's been getting battered for making the questions too tough and I think they're generous tonight I think they're generous Are you ready Kenny? Yep Let's do it 30 seconds starts now Name any team from Rangers Champions League group this season Napoli James McCarthy's been capped 43 times for which national team? Republic of Ireland In what year were Hearts most recently relegated to the Championship? 
2019 Are there more Austrian or Australian players in the Scottish Australian. top flight? Aidan McGeady joined Hibs from which English team? Sunderland Who are Scotland men's team's next opponents? Same. In what year did Dundee United last win the Scottish Cup? 2011 Who did Rangers? Who beat Rangers in last season's Europa League final? Eintracht Frankfurt Kevin Nisbet started his professional career with which current championship side? Part of Thistle Jordan It's been a while since he showed a turn of pace like that He got through a few more questions Do you think you've done enough? Um, I think he's done me because he got more questions See, it's all about it's all about speed, pace, tempo, intensity. My first game for a while, I was a wee bit nervous yeah, in it. I'm not going to lie. A bit because Aye. Jordan was good, by the way. Jordan was good, but Questions let's see were easy. if it was enough. All right, Hugh. Um, they were a bit more generous tonight, but they're the same. What is it? They're the same for both teams. <coughs> yes. Okay. Um, Napoli, Liverpool, or Ajax. Sorry to remind you, Kenny. Uh, you both got it. Republic of Ireland for James McCarthy. Both got it. What was interesting here, right? And not for the first time. When you two got wrong answers, you said the same wrong answer. Uh-huh. So it was 2020, hearts went down, <sighs> COVID, yep. remember, curtailed yep. season, all the rest of it. There are considerably more Australians than Austrians, so we're level. You both got Sunderland, so we're level. Scotland's men's team play Cyprus next, Oof, yeah. and Jordan got Oof. it. So at that point, I knew Jordan was a player, because we've got 5-4 uh, to Jordan you both said 2011 as well For Dundee United But it was 2010 Close it was a good guess <laughs> I'll never forget Because we had a Clyde One Super Scoreboard night oh. out that evening uh, And a former member of the, oh, yeah, yeah. the team Was a Dundee United fan And Hugh Keevans came in with her And you both looked Worse for wear Hammered mm, Please drink responsibly This is a family show um, So still one to Jordan But that's where he ran out of questions Oh, 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 oh here we go <laughs> Rangers got beat off Eintracht Frankfurt Which draws Kenny level And it took him a minute But he got there in the end Kevin Nisbet started with Partick Thistle Jordan, you deserved more than that I'm feeling for you You got five But unfortunately, Kenny gets six Hard lines, Jordan Ah, no worries, no worries. Uh, you've, you've done enough to give it a go another night Will you get back in touch? Of course I will Good course man will. Good man Jordan and Airdrie Big return It's a big return Is that, that the first time You've played in months then? Yeah it is I was nervous Wow Yeah back, really nervous. back with a bang Yeah yep, Okay I like that I like Just that. carried on from where I left off See I don't mind that When the questions are a bit More simple Because It's the same for both And we get high scoring We get high scoring games I'm happy with that And for what I'm not happy with It's a clean sweep For the pundits this week I can't be having that On my Conscience over the weekend Must do better I have to say But anyway let's see uh, How we go next week Beat the pundit Same time every night Just before 7 Listen out I give you the shout And you pick up the phone And let us know 01419511025 Right now then uh, To get in touch With whatever you fancy Really You can Talk about the games Specifically this weekend Or the big picture This week Has all been about Gaps And revamps And financial disparity and all these big important things So let's see how we get on Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu Because for all the, the doom and gloom After the final from Rangers Perspective that we've dealt with a lot this week It's the opposite for Celtic They'll all f- feel good about themselves But Ange Postacoglu thinks it can make them even hungrier uh, To kick on and go again you know, I don't think just because you've won something before It diminishes the impact that it can have to win it again And uh, I think for the whole group Irrespective of if it was their first or I don't know how many Callum's got, but um, whatever that, that number is, um, 
they you know, they finished that game with a, a real drive and desire to go there again and do it again. I think it just f- should fuel everybody. I don't think, um, you know, um, as I said, whether it's uh, you know, your first time up there, that you should be more uh, sort of motivated or get more belief out of it. I think every time you're there, you, you want to be at your best and you want to make sure that, you know, in every big game of consequence that you come out a winner. And, um, you know, I think the whole group would have gained a, a great deal out of that game. Again, one of these things that us mere mortals just hear, Kenny, and we'll never know and we'll never experience. When you won something as a player, did it, is, that, is that the case? Is it, right, that was good, but I, I actually just want to go and do that again. Does it start to breed that feeling in you? Well, it does if you're that way inclined, yeah. And I think that's something that Celtic have displayed over the last last number of years where there is a relentless pursuit to go and win more trophies. And, you know, you need to have that. It's, it's something when, when Rangers won the league a couple of seasons back, you were thinking that was maybe their time that they could go and build and maybe put a little bit of dominance on. But again, that's probably where a lot of frustration lies within the Rangers fans. But yeah, you want to go again. It gives you a hunger for more. It gives you a taste for it. You want to be come the end of the season one picking... Most important one You want to be picking the league up But if you can go and win the League Cup And the Scottish Cup as well It's a it's a fantastic feeling to do that And again, for me Definitely drove you on to want more It's why you play for these clubs It's why you, why you go and play for them Because you've got an opportunity To be successful This weekend's uh, This week's Super Scoreboard programmes Have shown The intensity of the rivalry Between two lots of fans Now, Rangers will beat Kilmarnock tomorrow There is no other result possible At Ibrox and Rangers uh, fans everywhere <laughs> Distraught no, no, at that prediction no. Kenny Miller Believes that to be the case It's just that he won't <laughs> say it And I will I fully believe but, it And I will back you on that right, you. There is no other result possible At Ibrox Therefore when Celtic kick off At uh, noon on Sunday There'll be six points In front of Rangers And you're back to the old routine Never mind That you were Cup final winners The previous Sunday That doesn't count This is another competition so Ange Postacoglu will be insisting that his players take off the party hats and the throw away the streamers and it's back to mm. league football. It's funny because I can answer Ange Postacoglu's question. He says, I don't know how many Callum's got. Well, it's six league cups, but it's 17 pieces of silverware in total. And I suppose there's that blend. You almost forget the guy we were praising before, Rio Hitati. That is his first because remember, he only signed in January. Feels like he's been here a while. And of course, the final was played. Um, you know, before he got involved last season, Alistair Johnson his first. So there's that, there's that sort of freshness as as he alluded to guys coming in and wanting to win their first one, but then guys who want to become serial winners. I take it both equally as important. I think they will. I think when you, if you were to talk to guys like who have been over the course and distance, James Forrest, who have, have umpteen trophies that he's won in his time at Celtic against Scott Brown in the past, and Callum McGregor, these guys just want more. You know, and, and that's what sets these types of players apart. They just want more. Once they do it, it's parked. You celebrate it, absolutely. You enjoy it, but you park it and you now move on to the next thing. So for Celtic, it's to go and obviously clinch the league. For Callum McGregor and his team, it's to go and win the league as, as quickly as they possibly can. It's Rangers' job to try and stop it and, and delay it. And can they just eat into this lead a little bit? That's the thing. But when these players have got mm. the, the bit between their teeth, it's hard to stop. I suppose, Hugh... Uh... I don't think Celtic The way they're going at the moment Need to Need their focus sharpened In any way no. But If there was this 0.5% chance The only The only blemish this season Is that defeat Away at yeah. St Mirren And they go back there this Sunday So If nothing Just Nothing more than Just a reminder That it, that it can happen and, and they want to avoid that sure. This weekend But uh, You know If Celtic were to lose 
in Paisley it would be because Celtic had an awful day because they are so rich in talent the starting 11 the bench they have terrific players everywhere you look they have two teams in one uh, so you know if they come out and play to their capabilities Celtic win oh, concise I just you caught me off guard let's bring in Paul who is a Celtic fan what are you thinking Paul yeah, hi Gordon Hi guys Hello uh, I was on last uh, Last Friday night Talking about uh, Not being able to Get excited Because it's It's not enjoyable Until after it's done uh, The game From a Celtic point of view The game went the way That I, I kind of said It would go Came out of traps uh, Then There is a There is a spell Where they will, will Dip a wee bit uh, And then the substitutes Come on and seem to Lifting the mood again And bringing it back up Celtic Obviously we've got a lot of Skillful players Hattati's Perhaps going to be the best Out of them all I don't know He just shows Some real Touches uh, Just he's got eyes In the back of his head he, The way that he rides Challenges That actually helps him He bounces off of guys And he makes it work For him to get past them But I think Last week at the final As well The thing that kind of really Was apparent was and probably the difference between the two teams was how hard Celtic work during the game. The amount of times that Jota and uh, and and other players switch sides, uh, yeah, the amount of times they switch sides when they weren't getting the when Tavernier when nobody was getting past Tavernier they would switch, and it's just constant. It's just constant grinding opponents down. So I think Celtic played well last Sunday. I don't think they played their best, but I just think the sheer work rate. And a lot of this is driven not for the Jap- just the Japanese guys, but the, they're they're on another level with the work rate. N- never mind uh, if, if they've got a better squad. I know I think that's a part as well, but I just think the work they do compared to other teams is is off the scale. Do you, do, Kenny, again, I'm trying to tap into your experience because for again for us on the outside, it just feels like everybody should always work hard, and you can flick that on and off and often. You know why wouldn't you sort of thing? It's the, it's the thing that get, if I was playing for that team, I'd you know I'd run my socks off sort of thing. Are there times when you, you know you felt like you, everybody was really bang at it, and, and and is it like a chicken and egg thing? Because you, if you have belief in the actual footballing side of it, can it add an extra yard? You know, or, or is it a case of just turning up and trying harder? No, you know, there, there's certain things. Work ethic should be the bare minimum. You know, that is. It's, the foundations for any team to actually go and kind of have success. You need to work hard. Uh, you need to be a good teammate. But there are certain signs that that show this. Kyogo tracking back, backtracking, nicking balls off, giving fouls away. When, when, I mean that there's wee signs that show us it's a it's a winger filling in for a fullback when he gets caught out of position. These types of things are. I mean you can see it's behaviours from a team. You know Celtic at the moment are at the top of their game. You know I agree with with, with Paul. They played okay They weren't the best version Of Celtic that we've seen this year Like Rangers weren't the best version Of Rangers But when you're talking about A work ethic There's little signs and behaviours That you see within a team And Celtic do display that regularly Again the forward players Working super I mean Maeda That's why he's in the team He's very very fast And he works his socks off Can nick a goal as well You know Kyogo Like I said When he loses the ball Or when his teammates lose the ball It's the reaction to go and win it back These are the types of behaviours That you want to see in your team I can hear Ange Postacoglu now saying That was last Sunday It's about this Sunday now 
uh, you know, the cup has given the the, the fans a, a a week of celebration, and that's that's great. However, Ange Postecoglou has to focus on Saint Mirren and getting the points that maintain the the the, the gap between Celtic and Rangers, and start to count down to the game that might be the one where you can win the league because it's getting closer and closer to that moment for Celtic. So there'll be no talk of last Sunday. The team will be chosen with St Mirren and only St Mirren in mind. And of course, we never stop, was Ange Postecoglou's phrase. It has been his image since he got to Scotland and the fans saw that video which uh, Celtic released from Lennox Town. We never stop. That is Ange Postecoglou and that Celtic. Uh, they had a brief stop, pause, call it what you want. Last time in Paisley, Paul, is that is that one of those things that, that can happen once a season? Or does that now become a a tricky ground for you in, in your mind ahead of this weekend? Yeah, aye, well, it's there, isn't it? It's always lingering, so you want to kind of put it to bed. So, And I think that... Uh, I think that... And just probably that much a perfectionist that... On the outside, I don't think it'll show that it annoys, annoys him much, but I think it will. I think it will annoy him. I think you would use that, wouldn't you, as your team talk to, to fire him up. We came, we know what happened the last time we came here, so let's, we need to be on it and we need to kind of put that to bed. But as a fan, I, it kind of annoys me. I want it. I want that uh, kind of wiped off the slate. It's funny because I think in the aftermath of that, if I remember rightly, there was talk about too many changes you know did Celtic make too many changes was it a gamble that backfired now clearly the back four was different because Jens Ralston and Welsh all played uh-huh. but actually further forward the front three was Kyogo Abada and Maeda Callum McGregor played and what's funny because of the timing of this Aaron Moy played and at the time that was seen as this last, you know um, not a gamble but you know what I mean it was the early, early stages of his Celtic career but it's now well. he's, he's the main man oh, he's or, the one, or, or, or one of them sorry so um when you look back on it, it wasn't a wildly different Celtic team, but the back four was different, and that's probably something you won't see this weekend, will you? Yeah, and I felt at that time Carter Vickers was a huge loss. That might have been his first game that he had missed uh, with a little injury, and I, I did show. I mean, the goals I lost there that day were poor. Uh, I just think he, he's such a he's another mm-hmm. player, a really really big player for Celtic in the back line, and you know they never turned up that day. Was there a bit of complacency? I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. The way Ange kind of drives his team, they just never turned up. And St Mirren were actually mm-hmm. excellent. As much as Celtic, like you said, will need to have an awful day. Yeah. Uh, St Mirren were very very. This good. is this, this is this is the challenge. Hugh. This is the genuine financial challenge, right? We oh, can yeah. we can bang on about the difference between Celtic and Rangers and, and Michael Beale feeling against the odds. St Mirren have done quite a lot right against Celtic in the last two games and have an aggregate score of 9-1 uh-huh. in Celtic's favour. There were spells in those two games where St Mirren did all right. Eamon Brophy is doing Ross County a right good job because St Mirren found them too expensive to keep until the end of the season. That's the kind of financial hardships that they are dealing with at that level. It's not about budgets though. You're looking at a team... Run by Ange Postacoglu Who have Wonderful talents Hatati Player of the month McGregor We've paid tribute to him As captain Kyogo Phenomenal goal scorer Celtic would have to have A monumentally Awful day Not to win in Paisley Thank you to Paul 01419511025 And more of your calls next 
Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 We're about to speak to John in Moody'sburn Who's been hanging on for ages In fact I'm going to break the mould I'm just going to bring John in before the teaser Because he has been hanging on for an eternity Sorry John, take it away Right, well it's just uh, I agree with what uh, Hugh said earlier on And Kenny Miller The thing is that Michael Beale needs to get real here We have got Possibly another three games against Celtic Two in the league and one in the cup And he should be looking within his own parameters At the Ibrox Looking to change the team To give a different perspective Change the system The boy Yildmaz Once he's fit I'd play him in the left, left wing area To put pressure on Celtic's fullbacks To stop him coming forward I'd play Kent against Greg Taylor Because Greg Taylor comes inside and dominates It's alright having pace like Sakala but you've got to know when to use that pace and not run offside and play when to play the right pass and a one-two. And I'd also look at the boy, Morelos, Alfredo Morelos is never going to run away from, from MD. He's lucky if he runs away from me at my age. So we need more pace up front. There's a boy, a big fanfare about stealing him from Millwall. We've got to give some of these boys a chance. If we can't bring him on tomorrow for winning well in the first half against Kilmarnock, give him a second half and then tell him you're going to get a run of games. Well, Derek Parlin get his chance and took it. I can go back through the ages. Same with Celtic. They've gave young players a chance. We need to do something to change the perspective because we've had a mauling for nothing this season. A two-each draw at Ibrox, which I thought a lot of people thought Celtic were due it because of the pressure on us and we, we couldn't hold out. And on Sunday, why, why did it? He made a mistake on Sunday. He was bang on. He, I thought he was bringing on. Kolach to play beside Morelos so as to get the ball in early into the box with two strikers instead of one and if maybe Morelos would come out the box there would still be somebody there and I thought he was going to take off Sakala he's got to be and he should have started with Raskin I never met anyone before the game we spoke about it that says Raskin at least should have started and uh, Cantwell for me is still to prove it and I wouldn't pay five million for a boy Malik Tillman. If we can't give Lowry a chance and boys like that, it's a bad day. Do you know what John covered some very good points? Because I thought when John started I'm thinking, right, it's a bit early for the game plan for the next time we face Celtic. But to be fair to John, it then you know feeds into Hugh whatever response Rangers are going to muster. It it starts tomorrow. Yeah. And it, look, bigger tests will come, Celtic will come round again. But you wonder if Without being too dramatic If there is anyone that That pays the price from last week You know if there's anyone that, that is dropped Or if there are significant changes Would you be Amazed If Raskin and or Cantwell didn't start I would um, I don't think Tillman will start Because I don't think he's fit And therefore Raskin and Cantwell will start I mean I said I did say and or So I give you the option Maybe not necessarily both But, but Raskin for sure um, With regard to Zach Lovelace uh, The boy from Millwall um, Now is not the time um, For this reason John Michael Beale's painting himself Into a corner now He's now Spoken about We're up against the odds here Celtic get more money Than we have And etc etc The Rangers fans will say Well that's your job then To overcome these hurdles So He has to get the best team Possible out on the park He has to keep on winning In the hope However forlorn the hope may be that Celtic slip up somewhere and now is not the time for experimentation or the young. Uh, now is for mm. simply getting about your business and trying to present 
of a stronger image of Rangers than was uh, available last Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where Hugh's coming from, Kenny, but it doesn't always have to be labelled as you know experimentation. It, it, it can be, it can be freshness. It could be. It can be ready. Yeah, you know, it can be ready. It can be knocking on the door and and. In the games that he's playing with it with the twenties or the B team, he can be knocking on the door because he's training and showing that he's capable. You know, so like you say, it doesn't need to be looked on as an experiment. But we don't know. You know, we don't see them training. We don't see uh, uh, too much of these players. So only they know. But if he's ready, you play him again. I don't think he'll he'll be ready. No. I don't think he'll be ready to play at all. It's up to, like you says, it's up to Michael and his staff. To get the absolute most out of the group they need, There needs to be There has been improvement since they came in There's no doubt about it There needs to be more improvement They play Celtic in four weeks time You know It's the next It's the next big test They're going to have a lot of games mm-hmm. To get through before then They need to get through in the Scottish Cup To make sure They're at least got the opportunity To come June the 3rd To retain that trophy Because On Like he's been spoken about So many times this week On Nicholas Raskin specifically We've, we've debated it If people think That he Should have started At the weekend Fine, but if my if Michael Beale's reasoning, and you don't need to agree with it, but if Michael Beale's reasoning is he's just in the door, I was sticking by other guys, words to that effect, then the only way you get him up to speed for the next time Celtic come calling or whatever is to play almost every game until then, surely. I think he probably will, to be honest, Gordon. Yeah. I just think, I, I fully, I'm not saying it's right or wrong that he, that he never played Raskin and that he played Lundstrand or, or, or Kamara. All I'm saying is I can understand why he picked the team that he picked. I think there was only one decision available in, in that team selection. But Raskin will probably come back into the team and per start performing the way he performed against Partick and the way he performed against Livingston. He's looked very, very good, very controlled. He's played in a deeper position than what I thought he first would play. But Michael's addressed that as well. He say he can play a bit lower again. We've talked about it already as a six and a, and a controller. And he, he dictates the play, which he's done very well in the games that he's played. Or he could play that little bit higher up as well if a Lundstrom or a Kamara or a Jack was playing. So there's good flexibility. I mean, I would expect him to be playing tomorrow, no doubt. There you are, John. Hopefully you enjoy your afternoon one way or the other. That was John and Moody's burn. Uh, what about the opposition side of things? I'm, I'll keep him out of it, Simon, right? Simon's a Kilmarnock fan. Hugh Keevan's mic is off because you just know he'll give you no chance. He's already stated that tomorrow. Can you upset him uh, and the odds tomorrow? I uh, sure why not um, <laughs> You don't sound convinced No um, I wasn't going to go I decided all week I wasn't going to go And then the last minute I've talked myself into it Because my thinking My thought process is We do finally win away from home And it's Ibrox I would hate myself If I wasn't there So I like your thinking um, Looking into it I know it's just going to be Like you say Hugh and everyone else Will, will write Kilmarnock off But You know and On their day The Rangers should win the game If Rangers play The way they should They should win the game However, I don't think this Rangers team are that good. I'm not terrified by them. Not certainly the same way I would be if I was going up against Celtic. I think that the whole Ibrox atmosphere, anyone from Scottish football that's not a Rangers fan knows is a bit of a miss. Unless they're playing a team in green and white hoops, you know the atmosphere can turn very quickly there. I was looking at some stats today. We're the second best in Scotland and the number one in the Premiership for scoring goals from set pieces. We all know Rangers struggle with that. We scored two against them when we played them at Rugby Park. Ross County really took advantage of that when they played them at Ibrox. I think that if we're going to get anything out of the game, it's to go there, frustrate Rangers, get behind the ball and make the fans turn because, you know, you listen to this show, the fans are not happy. They are really, really unhappy at the moment. So if we can frustrate them, even get through to half-time, like we did at Celtic Park, we almost did at Celtic Park, sorry, then, you know, the, the crowd will turn 
and that's when we can hopefully take advantage of it. And you know, it's going to be tough. Obviously, it is because even at our best times, you know, it's tough going there. But we've got an excellent record. I don't know many teams in Scotland outside Celtic who have as good a record at Ibrox as us in the last ten years. We've got a lot of good results there, so. You always got to go in with hope and expectation because if we don't believe that we can go and do it, then you know who else is going to you know back us. Nothing wrong with that, Hugh. And is Simon at least onto something? Because I know you're about to pour water all over his hope and ex- uh, hope rather than but, expectation. But, but in terms of this week, and in terms of what it might be like if you can at least, even if you can frustrate for thirty minutes, if you can frustrate for thirty-five minutes, you get closer to half time. It might not be a Particularly enjoyable environment For the Rangers players mm-hmm. is, is that a possibility? I said at the very start of the programme That uh, Michael Beale got his team selection wrong for Hamden He got his subs wrong at Hamden But the one thing he did get right was This city doesn't do patience And the Rangers fans will be Very impatient tomorrow And if the display is not good And the goals do not Rain down on Kilmarnock Then they'll be asking questions about Michael Beale. I pay tribute to Simon for being a super optimist. I uh, commend him for the articulate and thought-out way that he delivered his points. I then look at the league table and I see Kilmarnock, goal difference, minus 25. And only Dundee United, the bottom team, have conceded more goals than Kilmarnock. Um, I don't think you can go relying on set pieces and past history to get you a result here If Rangers don't win this match tomorrow Michael Beale mm. Is in trouble I've, I've been in Simon's Simon What do you mean by that? I mean <laughs> that the, I, I mean that The fans yeah, Who've been on this programme oh, All week For sure that Their anger will intensify mm. And they'll say I don't mean he's in danger Of losing his job I mean he's in trouble Because It's not good For a club Of Rangers size To have a mutinous Support um, I've been in Simon's shoes though you, you, you have to cling on to one or two things you, you think, right, okay, maybe it is set pieces Maybe it is the fact that Rangers have not had a happy week Maybe that doesn't amount to anything But you've got, you've got to try and pick something and, and hang on to it, Kenny Of course he does, you know But And he's right, this Rangers team might not be playing incredible football And, and, and lighting up every week But it's a team that had won nine games going into the, yep. going into the cup final last week So the thing and the, and the phrase that had been used and I had used it myself about the Rangers is they're getting the job done. Mm. Apart from last week, last Sunday again, you were 14 games yeah. in, you are 13 wins and you're a draw. So they were going in on some, some really good form and winning games of football. So it's going to be a big ask for Dale and, and his team to go to Ibrox and get anything tomorrow, particularly after mm. what happened last week. If I, if I, if Kilmarnock uh, win tomorrow, no, I will get a think bucket. carefully. I will get a bucket and a chamois and I'll go down to Rugby Park and I'll wash Derek McInnes' car. <laughs> what a bizarre forfeit, though. Yeah, Why did that come yeah. to mind? You don't even drive. What would you know about washing cars? No, but I, I like Derek. Uh, <laughs> he's a good bloke, and I'll wash his car. Jeez. But Andy Staffs. Yeah. Uh, but he has no chance. <laughs> we're, we're in the era of the unwinnable match now with regard to mm. Celtic and Rangers. What I will say, though, I, I, to agree to a point with what Kenny's pointing out, had you just stumbled across this show Or stumbled across Scottish football this week And you'd listened from Monday to Friday And then right now At the end of Friday We announced By the way Michael Beale's 
Never lost a league game As Rangers manager uh-huh. You would be amazed Because it certainly doesn't feel that way yeah. And I take the point They should beat most of these teams They should beat all of these teams Budget So on I, I, I do acknowledge that But the the It's the negativity that comes with That fixture That opponent yeah. In a cup final yeah. It would lead you to Believe if you didn't know otherwise That Rangers were toiling in the league Under, under Michael Beale Which they're not No and they went into the cup final again Celtic With people saying Myself included Kenny included uh, What a final this will be Two teams that, that you know that They've won nine games each Since they drew with each other at Ibrox And it just didn't turn out It was a very bad day at work For Michael Beale For a variety of reasons which is why tomorrow he knows because he's been here before as Rangers manager, uh, well, as part of Rangers management team. And he understands. He's, he's looked at the city for the, the last seven days and he's thought, I better get out there and pick the right team. And they had better illustrate the difference between second top Rangers and. Third bottom Kilmarnock I like this time of year though Simon Because it gets a bit nervy You start looking at other teams results So Let's think right Stating the obvious You want Aberdeen to beat Dundee United If you're a Killy fan You want to keep them down You want them gone um, What about Motherwell Ross County You want a draw there Or to keep them both nearby Now bearing in mind my allegiances You don't have to take that into account Do you want Motherwell to to win and and pull away And that leaves you to fight it out with Ross County Or do you start looking at that stuff? Yeah, obviously you do Um, But we're still in a position where You know, it's still technically in our hands But you you want the other teams to be faltering as much as you can Motherwell, last week You know, to be honest On another day, I think a lot of Motherwell fans are saying the same thing Commander would have been 2-3-0 up at half-time Motherwell weren't really impressive in fairness, they're the, probably the worst team I've seen all season in the three games. Maybe that's to do with our style, because obviously they're not necessarily an, an awful football team. But you know, we we threw away basically those two points on Friday on uh, last weekend. Sorry, rather than Motherwell winning it with that, that excellent free kick. I think just going back to to what Hugh was saying about the the game tomorrow for Kilmarnock, he mentions past history. We can't rely on that. But I think that's what people are doing a lot with Rangers. Rangers haven't been a good team. When fat with fans in the stadium for over twelve years, you know I'm not scared by this Rangers team. I'm more scared about what the Kilmarnock team will do, you know, because they're so unpredictable. You have games where you at Rugby Park and they're just completely, you know, excellent on the ball, running their hearts out, and then you go to these away games sometimes, and you know it looks like a completely different team. But one of the games that Kenny mentioned that that Michael Beals won was at Rugby Park three two. You know, I don't think anyone would have gave Kilmarnock any hope to even be that close. You know, we were a, a chance at the end of the game that Kyle Lafferty sclaffed at from getting a draw that we probably deserved from that game. Rangers, again, weren't impressive. So, you know, if that's maybe a sign of what things to come, of how they maybe match up against our style. And in the bigger games, he'll, he'll have to hold his hands up and admit that the semi-final against Celtic, Kamalik were excellent. And we were a Willie Collin decision away in the last minute from getting a penalty and taking it to extra time against hands down the best team in Scotland. We were near, I'd say, almost get through to half time at Celtic Park. A couple of dodgy decisions from our perspective that day. And the, but these big games, Kilmarnock do turn up. And you know, if we do that tomorrow with the, with the way Rangers are feeling and the way their fans are, you know, anything's possible. 
I've loved watching that Simon Or listening Because you, you started off Not that sure Simon's talked himself Right in To a 5-0 Kilmarnock win tomorrow Thank you to Simon uh, On the line I've, I've done you to A major disservice we'll just need, I think we'll need To scrap the teaser eh? We got carried away And we're just It's too late Unless it's a two answer question But we'll take more calls next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans Are on the home straight tonight It's 0141 1025 Looking forward to a great weekend Of football I must admit We've spent all week Talking about last weekend That we might actually Have to turn our attentions At some point towards Five big games In the Premiership tomorrow A bit staggered Because the return Of Jim Goodwin to uh, the management game is at 6 o'clock Dundee United Aberdeen Of course you St Mirren and Celtic fans Know fine well It's all about Sunday uh, And in fact we've even got Championship action tonight Hamilton or Broth Has just kicked off That's a big game at the bottom as well yeah. John Rankin's done well uh, This could be his chance to Put some clear water Between the Ackies and our Broth But Dick Campbell You never ever rule him out Absolutely, I'll keep you up to date if there's anything you need to know before we disappear tonight on uh, that one. Some managerial news today in the Championship as well, and it's that Partick Thistle have a, a new manager, well officially, permanently. It was the guy that was there before, such as often the way of things these days. If you get and do a good job on an interim basis, you get the nod, and he's a Thistle legend as well in Chris Doolan. I suppose anybody that steps into management for the first time pinches themselves but the last three games have went better than everybody expected and I think it's now about pushing now to end the season in that same manner. It's, it's exciting and I'm really proud as well to, to lead the club. If we can outwork teams, our quality will show through and I think that's what we've done over the last three games so um, I think that as a club we aim high. No, nobody comes in and accepts second best. We aim as high as we can and we'll see where the club ends up. We've done it before and we've ended up in the Premier League and in the top six of the Premier League because that's what this club's capable of. But everybody has to pull in and help each other. The 3-1 win over Dundee at Dens Park was outstanding from Chris Doolan's perspective, Patrick Thistle's perspective. I am surprised by his appointment and I do understand that any man who scores over 100 goals for Patrick Thistle will have a special place in the hearts of the fans. But it does seem... Quite a remarkable appointment given his lack of managerial experience. Given that Ian McCall uh, was removed from the job with, for me, undue haste. I can only wish Chris Doolan well. He has started in a very positive fashion. As I say, I looked at the Dundee game at Dens, and you know this is a Dundee side who think they're going up, and uh, Partick this will beat them three one. So he will get a test tomorrow against Raith Rovers. Uh, and good luck to him Allow me my surprise I mean someone I love the sense of Tongue in cheek When a Partick Thistle fan I think came on Earlier the week And referred to that As the uh, Gordon DL Derby <laughs> I, thought, I thought everyone Was trying to airbrush the, the Thistle week Or whatever it was From from memory But Ian's on the line Ian Chris Dillon Are you happy with that? Yeah Yeah I'm happy um, My first choice Probably would have been Jim Goodwin But um, Dillon's come in And uh, Three of tough away games and picked up seven points. After our previous two league games where we lost to two of the worst teams in the league, Hamilton and Cove Rangers at home. So I don't think they were hasty to get rid of Ian McCall. I think it was on the cards. I think after the two defeats at home, 
it would have probably went had they not had Rangers to play in the cup the following week and it was just to cause minimum disruption they waited till after that I think uh, Dylan you know is a club legend um, and I think he will do well I hope he does well um, he started off well although tomorrow's going to be tough because Rangers are unbeaten in the last 14 games but I think there's still a chance we could finish maybe I'd love to get second place I think Top's out of the reach now but second place is, is less games to play in the playoffs That is true I'm scarred by hiring a club legend uh, as a player just into his first management role just in case it goes sour but that doesn't mean they all will um, uh, Ian mentioned there his choice would have been Jim Goodwin it's remarkable how many I mean Dundee might have taken Jim Goodwin mm-hmm. Ian said he would have had Jim Goodwin for Partick Thistle Off the back of A, a quite mm. Horrible time At Aberdeen yeah, With dreadful results Without getting too deep But Nine minutes to eight Kenny Every manager gets sacked now Don't they And then especially If you're With no disrespect to Ian Partick Thistle When they're looking for the next manager Is either going to be Someone who's untested Or probably someone Who's been sacked from a from a level above So that, that would be why Ian wanted someone Like Jim Goodwin isn't it Well you can understand Why he would want him Absolutely uh, What they've got is Someone who knows the club Someone who will connect the fans uh, I'm sure these players Will know There'll be a lot of players That have actually played with him as well So it makes sense that Over this short period of time as well uh, with, with 12 games to go 11 games to go He's had a wonderful start Chris mm-hmm. You know So again you wish him all the best I was actually working with him The day at, uh, at the Scottish Cup game And then within hours After sitting next to him He's announced as, yeah. uh, as the caretaker manager So yep Absolutely wish him all the best Game on though To reach those playoffs Levelling points With Morton and Andair in fact But both of those sides Have a game in hand over um, Partick Thistle um, And yeah I mean Ian to be fair Is setting his sights As high as second That's not far out of reach either Dundee are only Only three points in front it's minimum for me though For part of this yeah. In the championship They need well, to Well that's be, why they sacked Ian McCall yeah, I mean, they, they need to be pushing To be at the top of that league uh, Alongside Dundee And Queen's Park Having a wonderful season Under Owen Coyle But part of this Are a big club Again if you're going to start Talking about budgets and things I'm sure they'll have a, one, of the, one of the higher budgets In that league So they should absolutely Be at the top of that league Fighting in playoffs Is an absolute minimum Well Ian We'll find out tomorrow Wraith Rovers of course We'll keep an eye on it Hopefully you enjoy your afternoon um, just a quick word to you again I feel like every night this week We could and should have extended the show Because you spend a lot of time In the aftermath of, of last week In the cup final and what happens next But what a story we've got in our hands tomorrow yeah. at Tanadice. Yeah, it's incredible um, Good luck to Jim Goodwin um, He has taken on a club That is in chaos Because the owner uh, May face a takeover bid shortly the sporting director has gone Liam Fox The manager has gone Now it's Aberdeen Now Barry Robson wants the Aberdeen job He's got a new chief exec in Alan Burrows Who'll be sitting there watching his first Aberdeen game In that role Barry Robson wants to do really well And say This proves If he gets a really good result against Dundee United He'll say This proves I can do the job And I am also a better manager than Jim Goodwin. By the same token, Jim Goodwin, who will get terrible abuse from the Aberdeen fans, no doubt, he has to get off to a winning start for me in that role. He can't have a kind of night that makes the Dundee United fans Mm. any more exasperated than they are already. So it's a fascinating 
Intriguing night For Barry Robson yeah. And particularly Jim Goodwin There's the Jim Goodwin Factor Obviously Kenny But just in a pure You know Football results basis Just with the slight Staggered kick off We always talk about Celtic or Rangers Playing catch up With each other If Ross County uh, Beat Mullerwell For instance you know, Simon gets his result At uh, Ibrox Yeah I mean That obviously would be Would be less likely But Dundee United Might have a bit more catch up to do by the time the fixture rolls around, and it'll be more pressure. It'll be more pressure on a, a situation that is already at fever pitch. You know, it's a massive game again. Good luck to both of them, ex teammate Barry Robson's as well. Wish him all the very best. Uh, I know he'll be right up for it. Looking forward to it. Thank you to Hugh and Kenny. There is so much happening tomorrow, so make sure you join us from. At uh, 2 o'clock What will the Rangers reaction be like? What will the team look like? You'll find out right at the top of the show Will any players have paid the price for last week? Will there be a place in the team For the much talked about Nicholas Raskin and others? Will Rangers Killy uh, Will take the priority in this city at 3 o'clock But great games elsewhere Hearts St Johnston County Motherwell A relegation six-pointer Livy Hibbs And then on to that Jim Goodwin Event between Dundee United and Aberdeen at 6 o'clock So much going on down the divisions Usual nonsense from Hugh, Mark and Gordon in the studio As well as the guys round the grounds So please join us at 2 o'clock And GBX is up next